Hey, everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. Today is February 10th, 2022. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. On today's episode, I'm talking to Joey King. The 22-year-old actor returns to Just for Variety to talk about her new YA romance, The In-Between. We talk ghosts, kicking ass in the upcoming fairy tale action-adventure film, The Princess, and working with Brad Pitt in the upcoming Bullet Train. But before we get to my chat with King, let's take a look at this week's Just for Variety column. You can add Hannah Waddingham to the list of actors who would love to be in a superhero movie. Why do you think I've done sci-fi things in the past? The Ted Lasso star recently told me over the phone from her home in the UK. Continuing, why wouldn't I want to play something that goes, oh, now you're going to walk through that wall and kill everyone in the room and then shoot up to the sky. Waddingham's credits include the television adaptation of 12 Monkeys and Krypton, a sci-fi series about Superman's grandfather. So, does she have a particular superhero in mind? She tells me all the Marvel characters are magnificent. I want to be one that absolutely busts everyone's balls but looks fabulous doing it. Marvel, it's your turn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to Joey King over Zoom from her home in Los Angeles. In her new Paramount Plus film, The In-Between, she plays Tessa, a high school senior who is visited by the ghost of her boyfriend, Skyler, played by West Side Story actor Kyle Allen, after he is killed in a tragic accident. Later this year, King gets to show off her action chops in The Princess, a fairy tale action adventure movie that will premiere on Hulu. King is one very busy 22-year-old. During the pandemic, she also shot Bullet Train, another action movie starring Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock. Here's Joey King. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? You look great. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> How's life? How are you doing in the second year of the... Craziness. I've been fortunate enough to be working, um, so I'm good. And I've also not gotten it yet, which is shocking. Knock wood right now. I cannot believe I haven't gotten it. I know, me too. I'm like, everyone around me was like falling down like trees. And I was just standing tall, like, ooh, I don't know. Um, So you have been working. Let's talk about your new movie, The In-Between. Yeah. So I have to ask, is this your ghost? It reminds, listen, it reminds, and which is a great movie, so. It is. This is exactly, this is exactly 
how I like to describe it actually is a modern day ghost uh, and YA love story. Um, it is very reminiscent of of the of the movie Ghost, um, but like my friend Kyle, who plays Skylar, said, there is no pottery scene in our movie, but there are scenes that are on par, if not better. So please watch it. <laughs> well, I was waiting for one point where you know Tessa's in her dark room and the ghost comes behind her and starts playing with the fluid. <laughs> so that, that was kind of actually our ghost moment when we had that dark room scene. Um, wow. It was really, that was really, really cool. Actually, what we did with the effects on that day, this whole movie is like, it's very eerie, but it's also so beautiful at the same time. So I really loved the incorporation of like talking about death, talking about romance, making it kind of like a little bit creepy, but also just really beautiful too. I mean, the one thing you are so friggin' good at is crying on camera. Oh, stop it, Mark. And you've, done, me. you've done it a lot. And in this movie, obviously, you do it a lot. Is that everyone, everyone just wants me to cry all the time, I guess. <laughs> is that easy for you to turn that on? Um, honestly, it's not. I wouldn't call it easy, honestly. The um it takes a lot of building up and it takes a lot of emotional drainage. And by the end of a day where I have like a big crying scene or more than one, I am wiped out and I just need like a plate of nachos or something gross, like something that's very bad for me. I need it. <laughs> um, but these scenes in particular with the in-between, I, um, I became so close with Kyle on set that like a lot of the stuff we shot where I was like really upset and emotionally distraught, I was just like, picturing my friend Kyle just like in these awful scenarios and it just broke my heart a lot of the stuff that was shot like between um in between uh between him and I when you know I don't want to give anything away but like towards the end of the movie um when we were shooting those scenes I was like crying so much that like when they would say cut I was like still like I couldn't stop crying because I was like so deeply like in that mind space in that scene um which honestly like it's not a bad thing it was just kind of like a weird place to put yourself and it was also a beautiful thing because I feel like this movie is like touches on such heartbreak and so putting yourself there it was really interesting <laughs> are you someone who takes your work home with you are you able to just get that dish of nachos and be like okay I'm done with work I can separate I can separate. I can go home. I can throw on an episode of Shark Tank, get my nachos and be like, ah, OK, now I'm home. Um, there were certain there's certain days, though, like where it was like, you know, afterwards was like, oh, I got to decompress from that. The car ride home. I was still like, oh, like I really need that wind down. Some days, you know, you come home and, you know, you're already like, OK, days, days off my back. Like I'm, I'm ready to just chill and be home. But some days you were just like you got home and you're like, no, I need to actively like decompress to let the day go. So in the film, you play Tessa. She's um, an aspiring photographer, high school senior, um, who has this beautiful summer romance and then a tragic accident. Yes. So tragic accident comes a lot of questioning about life and the afterlife and spirits and ghosts, whatever you want to call them. Do you believe in our ability to speak to people who have left us? I do. I always have. Um, whether I'm like 
afraid of it or not is a different thing. Um, but I actually think that this movie is something, there's something like so comforting about the way we view and talk about death in this movie. Um, it makes, it, it's a really beautiful take on what happens after we die. And I think it's awesome. Awesome's a weird word to use in this scenario, but I think it's really nice that there's so many differing opinions about what actually does happen when we go. And so just taking this movie and putting this lens on it, um, it makes me less afraid of dying. And it makes me less afraid to think that there is this space of which you can view the great things about your life um, before you leave. Um, and I don't know if we ever actually leave. I don't know. But I do believe in in, in this uh, space, the in-between. I, re I really do. Yeah, no, I, I think about it a lot, too, because it's I'll like start thinking and I get like I go start going down like rabbit holes of thoughts of like what happens, you know, and in the end, I just sit there and I'm like, we have no idea. No. So whatever happens, this is so profound. Whatever happens, happens. Oh, but my God. <laughs> we no, just. It's a phrase that means nothing and everything at the same right. time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for assuring my uh, philosophy. <laughs> um, how did this film come to you? How did you find out about it? How did the project come about? So our writer, Mark Klein, approached me with the idea. Uh, there was no script yet. Um, he gave me the rundown, his pitch of what he would do if he wrote the script and um, ultimately the book as well. Um, and it just was so beautiful to me. It really struck me. Um, it was like his own personal experience that was peppered in there. And then I have a, a semi-personal experience as well. It was my grandmother. Um, my grandfather died uh, when he was really young. He was like early 60s. Um, and she had what she calls, uh, what, what are called ADCs, after-death communication with him. And it's something that like really, really stuck with her that she tells with like a lot of just beauty in her eyes and in her heart and like emotion when she tells the story when I was a little girl and now she tells it the same way so it really affected her um, and I'm named after my grandfather I've always felt a very close connection with him and so that story that I've had like in the back of my head for years and years and years and then this story came to me I was like wow this is like this is so beautiful and I, I would really I just threw myself at attaching uh, myself to the project. It just felt so right to me. So can I ask you, what does your grandmother say? What happened? Basically, there was like, you know, a, a few different types of dreams that she had, um, but they were, they were described as visitation dreams and she could, she could actually feel him, like feel his like chest hair and like his skin, and, like the hair on his head. And it really, it really stuck with her. I, I don't know how many times it happened, but it was something that like, it happened almost 30 years ago and she doesn't talk about it any differently now than she did when I was like a little girl. And it's pretty amazing to hear her talk about it. I mean, her and my grandfather were like, I think what also makes it the most gorgeous story is their love story together. My grandma and grandfather were stupid cute. Oh, they were stupid cute. I have letters saved that they wrote each other. I have like a letter like framed that's my uh, grandfather wrote to her on their 18th anniversary. Like they were just such a lovely, lovely couple. And so that story mixed with this like story coming to me, it was just like, geez, I love it. I need to do it. <laughs> 
And you've become sort of, I mean, for lack of a better term, a queen of YA. Really good at it. (laughs) Very successful at it. But do you see the day where you say, you know what? It's time to move on from YA. Well, I think the best part about the way I've like structured my career kind of unknowingly even is that I've dipped my toe in and out. You know, I did the kissing booth and then same same time that I did almost immediately after the first kissing booth, I did the act. Then after the act, I came back to the kissing booth. Then after that, I did the in-between. And then after that, this year, I have like Bullet Train coming out and Princess, which are definitely not YA. Um, So for me, I'm never like, I don't sit there and say like, oh, I want to throw in the towel on a certain genre because I'm so grateful to everything the genre has given given me. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just for me about keeping everyone that follows my career and myself just on my toes a little bit um, and just do whatever feels right to me in the moment, whether it's something that's YA great. If it's something that's thriller, great. Like I, I just want to be able to make decisions. I don't have this like map out plan of what I want for my career. I just want to do what speaks to me in the moment. So what were your YA obsessions when you were more YA? Were you a twilight person? Were you a hunger games person? Which one? I was a, she's the man person. Uh, (laughs) that movie is so funny. Oh my God. I have a lot of favorite YAs. I am a, I don't think this is YA though. I was about to say major pain and that's definitely not a YA (laughs) movie, but I mean, it could be considered YA, but I don't, it's no like romance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like I was more of a hunger games. She's the man, all that stuff. I, I loved seeing those kinds of movies with my sisters. We're going to take a short break right now, but when we return, King talks about wanting to be an action star, what she thinks of the new Spider-Man movie, and what it's like working with Brad Pitt in Bullet Train. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Just for Variety. Here's more of Joey King. Let's talk about the princess. Okay. So what did you hear? It is right. Let me find my notes here. You wrote on Instagram. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And I kill period a lot period. So tell me about the training for that. Is it killing? Like you're chopping people's heads off. That's what it looks like to me. You tell me. So, um, I love this inquiry. One funny thing to mention is that right before I started training for the princess, I was still filming the in-between and Kyle who plays uh, Skylar, Kyle Allen, he is like a master at martial arts and a dancer. And he's just like really cool and stuff. Um, And so he actually started teaching me like the basics of knife fighting 
as as we were drifting out of the uh, in between of filming the in between, as I almost started to go film start training for the princess. So I was so excited. I walked into that gym the first day of training, be like. I know the 12 cuts of knife training. And they're like, oh, you do now, do you? I was like all high and mighty on my high horse. I had a lot to learn still, but it was really good baseline knowledge. And it was, I mean, it was so cool. Like Kyle's so like good at all that stuff. And I like during the whole process of training for princess, I was like, Kyle, look at this video of me killing someone today. Um, but it is very, um, bloody this movie. And, uh, I, my caption said it best. I kill a lot. And uh, I am just so excited. I can't wait for there to be a trailer for this movie. Uh, I just, I think it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I pushed myself physically to limits I never knew was possible. I would be fighting sometimes for eight to 10 hours a day. Um, I had the best time. I fell in love with action. Um, and I just, I can't believe I got that experience. I loved it. So we're, we're- I'm, this is the wrong, I was going to say, were you nervous to do it? But I imagine you weren't nervous to do it. But the physical aspects, one, did you get hurt? What was the, how much did you hurt after those eight to 10 hour days of fighting? Oh my God. I would Theragun myself and I would cry. I would literally sit there crying, but I did get hurt before actually. So kind of an interesting weird thing. I had this crazy pain in my wrist while filming the in-between. I didn't get it looked at because I was like, ah, I sprained it. What a dummy. I started my training first week for the princess. My wrist was killing me. I got it checked out. I had like, <laughs> I had a cyst growing in my wrist. Um, and so I had to have surgery to get it removed um, on my right hand, which I'm left-handed. So that was good. So I had my cast on. I was doing my training. I went back to training the next day. I trained with my left hand sword fighting. Went back to training the day after you had surgery? Yes. And then um, I don't know if that's a merit of pride or just a fact, really. Um, (laughs) And then when I got to set, I had been training for two months with my right hand all bandaged up. Um, They decided to tell me that they wanted me to be right-handed for the movie, which I am not right-handed in real life. And so I actually have to say this was big very good for me. I started training sword fighting with my right hand, with my wrist that was still recovering. And I actually think that was the best therapy that I could have ever had for my, my wrist moving it that much. I think I got my mobility back so much quicker than I ever would have, um, because I was training with it. So, uh, I was like, what a learning curve to be all of a sudden right-handed. It was like, it was a whirlwind. And I was like, well, I guess this is my life. (laughs) This is crazy. How long was that shoot for? Um, so I trained in LA for a month and then I trained, uh, in Bulgaria for another month as you do, as you do. And then the filming of the actual project was, um, was for three months. So altogether I had like five months of training under my belt, which was pretty awesome. So is this the start of a franchise? Cause it sure sounds like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about that. I haven't heard anything about that. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but let's see how people at least respond to the first one first. I don't want to get too cocky here. (laughs) Bullet Train is also action, right? That's right. Tell me everything you can. 
I can tell you nothing. Um, but I can tell you that it was one of the coolest experiences ever. I have to say, when I like found out about that project and then I got that project, I was so excited. I was so nervous. I auditioned for it and I was like freaking out. Um, but to me, I was like, I've been in this industry for 18 years. Um, but this project made me feel like this crazy, like I, I grew up in Los Angeles. I felt like I had just moved here because I was like, wow, this is the epitome of like Hollywood. I'm working with David Leach on an action movie shot at the Sony lot about assassins with Brad Pitt. And I can see the Hollywood sign on my way to work. I felt like I was just like being blinded by like just lights. I was so, it was just incredible. Um, and the experience itself lived up to all like the starry eyed view of it. It was, it was truly amazing. Brad's amazing as you would expect. David Leach is the coolest guy. So I just had, I just had an amazing time. What's it like walking on set that first day and looking on set and being like, okay, that's my co-star and it's Brad Pitt. Um, you, I felt like a little bit like a fish out of water, but in like, not in a bad way. I was just like, this can't be real. This truly, this cannot be real, like at all. But that was the best part about him and the rest of the cast and David, they were like, no, like you are totally capable of being here and we want you here and you're great. And I'm like, me, you sure? Um, so it was amazing because along with feeling like overwhelmed and excited and nervous about it, um, I had not, I just had the greatest people there to say, no, you belong here. And that was really cool. How much did you have to do more training for a bullet train also? Cause I imagine it wasn't swords that you were. <laughs> um, kind of different kinds of training. Um, I'd say the training process for princess was a little bit more intense. And when you see both films, you probably will see why. Um, but I did get to learn some cool little tricks for a bullet train as well. So is this the start of not even the start? I mean, it's you're in it, an action career. Are you the next action star that we should be looking for? Um, this little Jew from Simi Valley? I don't know. Um, <laughs> thank you. That's what literally, that's what, that's what I always say about me. I'm like, I'm just a poor Jewish kid from Queens. What am I doing here? Exactly. Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't you think need, you need more Jewish action stars. You need them. You just do. Um, I do feel like though, like I, I never like to marry myself to any genre. I don't, I mean, I love YA. I love action. Um, I really hope to do more action in the future for sure. I really loved it. I loved it. So which superhero franchise do you want to be a part of? Oh dear. I want to, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it out there, manifest. I want to be, um, I don't know. I was going to like make up a superhero on the spot. But then I was like, all the things that like ran through my head were like, probably sounded offensive. In some way. <laughs> Are you a superhero movie kind of person? I'm a, yes, I'm in any kind of movie kind of person. I love superhero movies. I love black and white movies. I love, I don't really love horror movies though. I like action movies. Um, but I do, I'm a sucker for superhero films. They make me so happy. 
That's not that route. That's it's the movie going experience. It's amazing. I mean, it's truly like larger than life. You can't deny that it makes you feel like, like in awe, a little in awe. It's 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 such a big world. Um, I mean, I just saw the new Spider Man. It was amazing. It was so good. I I I really do love superhero films. Did you get emotional seeing all three Spider-Mans together? Did I ever? God, they were so good. And then oh, the moment when uh, P- Peter Parker 3, <laughs> Andrew Garfield, was like holding Zendaya's MJ and like having the flashback of his Gwen. And I was just like, oh, my heart. It, it was so good. It was so good. Well, Joey, it's always a pleasure seeing you, even if it's on Zoom. You too. I have to express my condolences about your dog. Oh, thank you so much. Because I met the puppy on Zoom and telling me how old he was. And I was like, that's amazing. And I used to have a Yorkie that's his name (gasps) tattooed. Oh my God. That's so sweet. Yeah, it was, it's been tough. It's been uh, almost, it's been exactly two months actually, as of a couple days ago. And it's horrible, <laughs> but I'm trying to remind myself she was very, very old um, and she had an amazing life. I had her since she was a baby. Um, and so I loved I loved life with her and I'm, I'm going to try to love life without her just because I know she'd want me to. And what happened to you on New Year's Eve with your photo on Instagram? Which was- <laughs> I didn't have COVID, which, <laughs> which I was shocked about because I was so sick. I had a sinus infection, which I went kind of untreated for a while, which developed into a really bad toothache. And I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to have a root canal. And the dentist was like, nah, you just got a sinus infection. (laughs) I was like, oh really? Um, So my new year's uh, was spent at home with a tissue in my nose because I couldn't go to my grandma's house who was hosting new year's because I thought that I had COVID, but I didn't. Good to hear. Glad to know that it's only a sinus infection, I guess. I know. Yay. It was so good seeing you. Hopefully, again, the next time, hopefully we'll do it in person. But congratulations on the movie. I sure hope so. It's always so good to see you, Mark. Thank you so much. We'll see each other soon. Stay safe. You too. I'll see you in person next time. Bye. That was Joey King. The In-Between premieres on Paramount Plus on February 11th. Thanks for listening to this week's Just for Variety. Coming up next time, Troy Sivan. The singer-actor joins me to talk about his new coming-of-age dramedy, Three Months. Until then, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Malkin. And for all your breaking Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. See you next time. (music) 